Welcome into another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Hano, and in this episode, we'll be doing a recap of last week's game of the Packers' victory 17-0 over Seattle. The first shutout of Russell Wilson's career, where his team was shut out. Fun fact. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll recap that one, and then we'll we will look ahead to the Vikings game coming up on Sunday in Minnesota. And again, I'm your host, Adam Mahano for Big A Sports Show, having Mark Trunk on for this episode. And quickly recapping uh, that matchup for the Packers. It was kind of a little bit of a not exciting game for the most part of it because it was 3 nothing through through pretty much the whole game except for the end. Um, the end, A.J. Dillon had two touchdowns, I believe, in the fourth quarter. Uh, so that made it 17 nothing. But through the m- most portions of the game, it was, uh, you know, kind of a defensive battle. Seattle's defense wasn't ranked highly going into the game. So you thought maybe the Packers could take advantage of that. But there, I saw in the broadcast uh, from CBS, Tony Romo mentioned something about, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, you know, it's not, the the stats for the Seahawks are deceiving because the, the, they are they are very effective in some areas of their defense, but on an overall ranking, they're not great. So th- that's something you got to kind of look at when when you're looking at defenses. Yeah, yeah, the overall ranking matters, but when you break it down to, to red zone defense, all, all all the different analytics things that they talk about, all the different categories. I mean, it, there's more categories than you think for defense. And how players do one on one and things like that, um, really, you know, determines a defense's effectiveness. So the Packers, we're we're having some troubles. We're a little bit rusty uh, going into the game. I mean, they had Rodgers coming back from from the COVID list, so that was something where they had to take some getting adjusted to. As far as they had love for a game, now it's not a huge adjustment because he's Aaron Rodgers and he, he's their he's their quarterback normally, except for one week against the Chiefs where he was on the COVID list. So, but still, like anything, Rodgers on the McAfee show, Pat McAfee, uh, paraphrasing, but he basically said that there's a health hurdle that he has to get over in order to play, and obviously he was able to get over that. And sounded sounded like from from Rodgers and his media availability that he wasn't necessarily like behind behind the eight ball so to speak health wise he's he was he was there health wise it was more of like he felt good it's just the execution wasn't there right away so that that played into it but you got to give the Packers defense credit they they played well and they continue to play well throughout the course of the season uh minus maybe the Saints game but that that was kind of a fourth preseason game even though that wasn't an actual preseason game but Normally there's four preseason games. Now there's three, but they, they were they were acting like it was the fourth preseason game because they got you know beat by a lot in that one. But ever since they've been amazing. So it was th- that game was kind of a one off for them, and uh, you know they did have some injuries in this game against Seattle. They had Rashawn Gary uh, hyperextended his elbow. It sounds like he's going to play through it per Adam Schefter of ESPN. They're gonna try to put a put a club on it or a brace on it. He's gonna play through it, but that that'll affect him. I mean, anytime you're 
your pass rusher and you're using both hands um, and in one hand is, is affected by an injury. Um, it makes it tough, but Gary's really making progress with the Packers and, and really making that jump um, and, and really coming on. And then, you know, they had some other injuries, Whitney Merciless. Unfortunately, it sounds like he's done for the year with the biceps injury. And then Aaron Jones, he had a sprained MCL. Uh, so he will be out one to two weeks, which all things considered is pretty all right news. I mean, it's not good that he sprained his MCL, but it could have been worse. So they'll have A.J. Dillon, who has been really coming on with the Packers. Last year, he, he did some good things, and this year he's even more so coming on. Um, the the uh, br- br- bruising running back out of Boston College, um, he's really doing well in the running game and also improved himself, too, even more than he was in the receiving game. So really trying to become a complete back. And, I mean, receivers, they just kind of – did what they could in this one, and Rodgers just just had to, you know, kind of, kind of gut it out. I mean, it, it was it was a game at Lambeau where there was a lot of snow, uh, not during the game but before the game, and it was kind of the first like cold cold ish game. I mean, it wasn't super cold, but th- there was a temperature drop, and obviously the Packers are accustomed to that. But you know, they're they won the game, and you got to give them credit. Russell Wilson coming off an injury. He was a little bit rusty, too, for Seattle. So um, that's something you got to take note of. And, I mean, I'm sure he'll come back. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Russell Wilson. But Packers defense also holding DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to not that much in the receiving game. Seattle really didn't run it that well either. So they just kind of didn't play well at all, Seattle. And that, that all was leading to a Packers victory. So good job by the Packers. One thing for the Packers in this one that I was a little bit concerned with was Mason Crosby. Mason Crosby's done really well throughout his whole career. He's the all-time scoring kicker in Packers history, I think. So he, he's doing well, but this year he's, he's missed some kicks that you know you, you want him to make. And I know it's easier said than done because, I mean, I can't imagine how hard it is to be a kicker. I mean, I... I go out and, and do practice field goals, and I'm like, wow, this is really hard. And, uh, you know, kickers just make it look so easy. So, uh, Mason, you know, they have the utmost faith in you. And it's a, it's a position where it's 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 a really big talent that these kickers have to, to consistently, you know, put it through the uprights. And obviously, they've been doing it their whole life. But, you know, you got to give them credit. So, anyways... Mark, what are your brief thoughts on the Packers-Seahawks game? Yeah, so you covered a lot of good ground there, Adam. I agree. Yeah, I I was not expecting the Packers to shut out the Seahawks at all. I thought they could you know, hold them under 20 points, but that was a pleasant surprise. They really brought the pressure on Russell Wilson. I think somewhere on uh, – Twitter or Facebook, I saw like the Packers had 32 pressures on Russell Wilson on Sunday, which was pretty much almost every other time he's dropping back. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, the Whitney Merciless loss is tough, and Rashawn Geary, you hope he can get back to 100% because he's really turning into an elite pass rusher. And how about the cornerbacks, Big A? What do you think about that? They have maybe the best cornerback depth that we've seen in several years 
when they get Jair Alexander back, look out because Kevin King's playing well, Douglas is playing well, Stokes is doing right, is doing good, and Adrian Amos, I think one of the most underrated Packers. People don't appreciate that. Before he came on board, a few years before, I believe it was 2017 and 2018, this defense was giving up tons of big plays down the field, people running wide open. Amos quarterbacks the defense from the back end. He makes sure that doesn't happen. He gets interceptions from time to time, but a lot of time he opens up things for other guys to make plays like Darnell Savage and others. So really appreciate all his good work. And, yeah, on offense, it just seemed you could tell that they didn't practice. Well, you could tell that Rodgers wasn't with the team. It just seemed like he was a little bit off with Alan Lazard on several throws. And uh, even Devonta Adams, he missed some throws and they weren't on the same page. Hopefully they'll be back on uh, on the same page this week. And yeah, AJ Dillon, that was or uh, yeah, AJ Dillon ran really well in the second half. Tough to lose Aaron Jones. I'm excited to see what Patrick Taylor can do. He was decent in training camp, so hopefully he can help uh, AJ Dillon a bit. And uh, hopefully the line will get David Bakhtiari back this week against the Vikings. But we'll talk more about that now. So I'll toss over to Big A to talk about the uh, the Vikings game. And just a, a quick fun fact about the Vikings franchise. Obviously, most people know they have not won a Super Bowl. They have gone, they have not been to the Super Bowl since 1976. So they lost four Super Bowls in the 1970s. And they went to the playoffs 22 years since 1976 and have not made it. They've had a lot of close calls, a lot of heartbreakers. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be the, this year that they make it. I think the odds are very stacked against them. But we'll see. And another thing to keep in mind, if the Packers win this game against the Vikings, it's almost 100% chance that they will win the division. I think they might need the Vikings to lose one more time if the Packers beat them this week. But, yeah, should be a fun matchup on Sunday, and I'll let Big A start us off. Yeah, so the matchup on Sunday, noon game, uh, Central Time, as Packers will be traveling to Minneapolis to face the Vikings. And as they say in divisional games, you know, it's it kind of matters how, how good the better team is, but it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things because these teams play each other so much. They play each other twice a year. They're super familiar with each other. So, I mean, it should be a tough one. I would expect it to be a close game. Um, maybe it's something like, worst case, it could be a two-possession game at the very end um, where the Packers, you know, take a two-possession lead. But I think throughout the most of the game, it'll be a close one. And it'll be Mike Zimmer matched up against Matt LaFour, a defensive mind head coach against the offensive mind head coach. So the Packers, 8-2, first in the NFC North, 4-5 for the Vikings, second in the NFC North. And the opening line was 2.5, and, and it's currently at 2.5. Uh, so really, I mean, usually they, they, they give the team at home the, the uh, edge. But in this case, since the Packers are the better team, way better overall record, that's why it's more side of the Packers versus if it was more similar records, I think the Vikings would have the edge. But the Packers, 
are better than the Vikings record-wise, and I think just overall. And so that's why they get the, the three-point edge. But normally, if it's a, if it's a close, close, you know, difference, they they usually give it two and a half, three points. And it's basically a push. So Packers, I would expect them to really. I mean, week by week, we think they're going to feature the running game. They're going to feature the running game. They have Aaron Jones. AJ Dillon. Now they don't have Aaron Jones for a week or two now, but in the past they did before this injury. So no, no matter how you slice it, they're they're gonna feature the running game, and they should. But Matt Lafleur typically likes to come out in the shotgun formation and spread it around the yard. And I mean, who could blame him? I mean, he's got a when he's all said and done a first ballot Hall of Famer. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball but really Packers have had a good effectiveness with the running game too they have a strong offensive line for the most part and they're able to run it and those offensive linemen are able to you know make make gaps and holes for the running backs to run through and the running backs are able to do an effective job executing so I would expect it to be a similar thing where Packers are in the shotgun formation They, they maybe run it you know they'll still run it with Dylan, but I think they'll they'll pass it more than they run it in this game. And the Vikings defense really has been playing well. And I mean, o- over the course of Mike Z- Zimmer's tenure, given his defensive mind, they they usually put it together for the most part. And they do have some some players who re- reunited with them, um, who weren't with them maybe a, a year or two ago, but were before that. And now they're back with them, like Daniel Hunter and, and players like that. So uh, maybe one or two players were cases are like that but they have Harrison Smith they have you know usually they have a good linebacking core they have a good defensive pass rush so you know you look at it defensively for the Vikings maybe maybe rankings wise they're not totally there but you have to you have to give the the players when you look at the players names you have to you have to give them credit and more times than not they're able to play pesky defense especially against the Packers I know Rodgers has also said you know sometimes unprompted how how nice of a job Mike Zimmer does against the Packers when they play them and and how tough it is for the Packers to to really get some good offense so I think and we'll talk more predictions later but I would expect the Packers to win this one in a close one and all you listeners out there Earlier in the week, surprisingly, I was kind of thinking, oh, maybe the Vikings might win this one because they beat the Chargers last week, and everybody thought that the Chargers were going to win that one, but the Vikings played well and they won. So I, I, I'm giving the Vikings serious consideration in this one, but I'm not going to pick them. Like I said, I, I thought I was, but now I'm, I'm kind of flip-flopping back, back to the Packers. So... I mean, I'm a huge Packers fan, but I'm also a, a realist in saying, hey, the, the Vikings got some talent. They got Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madden, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins has been having a really good season. Normally they have a pretty good defense. They got some talent, but I expect the Packers to win. And just by this this fact only, it doesn't matter. Obviously, the, the players who get hurt, you know, it it, it, it sucks having them hurt and, and being without them for, for some weeks. But Matt LaFleur is always able to adjust. I think that that's the most 
important thing you could say. He's able to adjust. They're able to put guys in. They have a strong coaching staff. Kind of an underrated part about a football team is their coaching staff. They have good position coaches, and they're able to get these guys ready to go. And Matt LaFleur always stresses it in his, in his pressers, saying, you know, some of the effective, even if you're not playing, you better be ready to go because it's you're a snap away from playing. So you got to be ready and you got to be, you know, like like any, I'm, I would assume any coach kind of preaches that. But Matt LaFleur, you know, goes out of his way to say that. So Packers, no matter who they plug in, for the most part, they're able to get the job done. And, you know, they were, they were without all those players in the Arizona game and they beat Arizona. So I think that's, kind of why I'm leaning towards the Packers in this one. Although, like I said, I'm going to give serious thought to the Vikings, but Packers, I, th- I think, just edge them out um, in this one. So, Mark, what are your thoughts? Yep, so a couple things for the um, Packers on offense, Packers on defense, to keep in mind. When the Packers are on offense, as far as who they're going up against the Vikings, they are Bottom 10 in red zone defense when it comes to stopping touchdowns from happening. They're really good at getting teams off the field. They're in top top six in third down percentage. And the Vikings are middle of the road in points allowed. And Daniel Daniel Hunter is out for the year. He's one of, He was their best pass rusher. So they don't really have any other big names besides Anthony Barr that can rush a quarterback. And Eric Kendricks is still there in the middle linebacker. He, You're going to see his name a lot on, on the game broadcast. He is always in the top of the league in tackles. He pretty much took over the game last year where the Vikings came into Lambeau and beat the Packers. He was all over the place causing turnovers, making tackles behind the line of scrimmage. So that's probably the number one guy Matt LaFleur is going to have to be aware of in his game plan and – they sell Harrison Smith in the secondary at the safety position, so Rodgers is going to have to be aware of where Harrison Smith is at all times because he is pretty opportunistic back there. And as far as the Vikings secondary, really nothing create nothing too great that the Packers have to overcome as far as the cornerbacks. They're both middle of the road or maybe even a little bit below average. And they do have a good run stuffer, Delvin Tomlinson, a pickup from the Giants last year. So we'll have to see. I think it'll be tough running up against the middle of this Vikings defense with Dalvin Tomlinson and Eric Hendricks. So hopefully Matt LaFleur has something up his sleeve for getting uh, AJ Dillon going. And the screen game worked really good this past week against the Vikings. And I thought that's a great thing to use moving forward because you're going to have teams that are going to try to blitz, you know, Rodgers, get him off his spot. But, if you have a if you have a well executed screenplay, that'll stop them from doing that. So that's what to look out for the Packers when they are on offense, and then when they are on defense, as far as the Vikings unit, Vikings are actually in the top of the league and fewest sacks allowed. And Kirk Cousins has barely turned the ball over this year. He's only had two interceptions, which is his best of best of his career. And honestly, I would say he's probably playing like a top 10 quarterback in the league right now. He's He can do, do it all pretty much. He doesn't have much speed, but he can throw the deep ball. He can get you yards and points. So Packers got a, a tough challenge again this week, and 
the Vikings have probably one of the best collection of skill players, I would say, in the NFL with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Delvin Cook. I don't know who who uh, Joe Barry is going to have matched up against those guys. It'll be interesting to see. I'm thinking maybe Stokes would be on Jefferson and then um, maybe Chandon Sullivan or Rasul Douglas on Thielen because they're a little bit faster than Kevin King is. And the Packers have done a decent job against the run this year. They've gotten a huge boost from Dean Lowry, who's playing out of his mind compared to what he's done the past few years. And Tadero Sutton, one of the Packers draft picks this year, has been really good too the last few weeks. And that that's a huge difference because you can't have Kenny Clark trying to take on the whole offensive line by himself. You need, you need help. And I think Packers have been getting that. And the Vikings offensive line, no superstars on there. They're weak at their right guard position. That's the biggest area, and they're not that good on the um, the left tackle position. So it would be huge if Preston Smith could get going, and I don't know, Rashawn Gary, if he's going to play, how effective he'll be. But I think it was two years ago where they played the Vikings on Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve, and Zedarius Smith wrecked that whole game, and it's unfortunate they're not going to have Zedarius. But, yeah, that would be huge if they can get pressure on Kirk Cousins. And um, as far as the Packers on special teams, yes, I agree, Adam, that it is a little bit concerning with what's going on with the field goal unit. Hopefully for the heart rate of all Packer fans everywhere, it does not come down to a field goal. Um, the Vikings have played a lot of close games this year. Like almost all of their games have been decided at the end of the fourth quarter or even in overtime. So I would expect this to be fairly close. And hopefully – the fact that Aaron Rodgers will be playing in a dome will help him out, and they won't have to worry about any crazy wind or snow or bad turf or whatever. And, yeah, looking forward to seeing what happens. And, yes, I agree, Big A. It'll be an interesting chess match again between Matt LaFleur and Mike Zimmer. LaFleur is an offensive guy, Mike Zimmer a defensive guy. And also something to keep in mind, Jerry Gray, one of our new favorite assistant coaches, he coached with Mike Zimmer for several years, so you got to think there might be some uh, some stuff that he might uh, be able to tell Lafleur some tips on on things to try. And uh, yeah, very excited for the game. But I'll toss over to Big A to close us out here for his thoughts and his prediction and my prediction. Yeah, so my prediction, I think that, like I said. You know, I won't be surprised just given the fact that the Vikings, like Mark mentioned, have been in some so, so close some close games this year as far as overall the majority of their games have been really close. And combine that with the fact that they know Green Bay so well, they they play each other so so much. And obviously you could flip flop that and say that for the Packers to the Vikings, but given the familiarity and the Vikings playing in close games and the fact that the Vikings are at home too. Now that we're getting to the point where we're not totally out of COVID, but we're we're to the point where fans can come back in the stands, and usually, you know, the Vikings got that we call Packers fans call it the annoying horn that they play um, every time they get a first down or whenever they play it, um, and, and that. So obviously, that that could you know make things hard for the Packers as far as 
you know, calling out things and they probably have to go on, on silent count a lot on offense and, and things like that, depending on the, the crowd. But given all those things kind of meshed and combined together, I won't be surprised if the Vikings are able to, to narrowly win this one. But I'm going to go with the backers. I just think that Matt LaFour's ability to adjust and, you know, Rodgers, I mean, it's the second game back from COVID. It will be a second game back. So he will be kind of getting more, more and more into the swing of things after having to be out 10 days um, recovering from COVID. So I just think that the Packers, the Vikings have a really good st- skill-wise offense. And, and given the unfortunate injury to Aaron Jones, I might even give the edge very slightly to the Vikings offense. Um, but Packers in their in their own right have some good offensive talent too. But I think the, the difference maker for me is the Packers defense. This Packers defense is rated number one in tackling. Yes, I'll say that again. They're rated number one in tackling. Mark, how many years in the past have we complained about the Packers tackling? Yeah. It's been it's been where the Packers we they missed tackles here and there and, and things like that. Now they're rated number one. So all you Packers fans out there, that's something to be proud of. The fact that they are rated number one in tackling. Now hopefully that keeps up. I mean, I wouldn't expect them to be rated number one the whole year because that's really hard to do. But hopefully they're able to stay within the top five, top ten in tackling. I think that that would be a, a pretty good bar- barometer for them. So Packers defense, I think that, that that's, the, that's the difference maker. And Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you got to give Aaron Rodgers credit um, where credit's due. And if the Packers get a lead late in the game, expect, expect big bruising A.J. Dillon, who's really come on to kind of, you know, maybe, 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 you know, run over some Vikings defenders, things like that, um, and tire out the, the Vikings defense towards the end and, and, and maybe salt the game away on the ground. So those are my thoughts. I'm going to give the Packers a win. I'll go 30 to 24. I'll say Packers by six. I think it'll be a one-possession game. And uh, like I said, worst case is where the Packers – Maybe maybe it goes from a six-point game to a nine-point game if the Packers get a field goal at the end to, to make it a two-possession game. But I'm going to say my ballpark score 30-24. to 24. Packers win. They, advance, they move on to face the Rams in the game just before their bye week. And speaking of their bye week coming up, no team needs a bye week more than the Packers given all their injuries. So hopefully they're able to the – one, these next two games – against the Vikings and the Rams are able to at least win one of the two, if not both. Both would be amazing, but at least get one of the two, and then you get the bye week. Um, Because both are tough opponents. Rams are tough too, although they didn't really look that tough last week or this past week on Monday Night Football last night against the Niners. But I I still think that that's a one-off for them. They have a lot of players coming in like Von Miller and Odell Beckham um, and they're getting adjusted and acclimated. Now they have a bye week. So they'll, they'll be raring to go against the Packers and that'll be a tough game. So my prediction Packers by six, Mark, take it away. Yep. I think the Packers will win this one. I think, 
I say around your score, maybe uh, I think the Packers can get 30 points. I, I think, yeah, 31-24 Packers sounds about right, 31-28. Uh, hopefully they can limit the big plays for the Vikings, and it'll be probably the toughest indoor environment the Packers have had this year uh, besides Arizona. The Viking fans are always crazy with their loud horn and everything. So we'll see what happens, and hopefully this does not come down to special teams because I would be a little bit nervous about that. I know Crosby is a legend. Don't get me wrong, Big A, but the field goal operation has been uh, suspect. Go ahead. will be indoors, which should help. That's right, yes. No no battling elements, but yes, I think the Packers will win this one. And uh, right now, according to 538, they do do analytics and statistics. Right now the Packers are in the – lead for the number one seed in the NFC. They have a 45% chance, and if they win these next two games, they have a great chance of getting the number one seed and getting home field advantage for the playoffs. So hopefully that can happen. And uh, I'll toss it over to Big A to close this out. Yeah, so hopefully the Packers could get a, get a W uh, on Sunday. And uh, obviously the, the injury report, too, I didn't mention that in this one, but the injuries that we mentioned and then also the injury report coming up, I mean, it's all, you know, You'll see it's you know throughout the team's you know media pages they all put it out there so that'll be something to look out for too um, as well um, and you know thank you to Mark for being on another edition thank you to all you listeners subscribe to my podcast wherever you get your podcast Big A Sports Show um, and looking to do more episodes here coming up uh, as well to grow this podcast even more and if you want to listen to any of my other podcasts listen back. Uh, to those in the archives. And uh, yeah, we'll be talking more and more sports as always for Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Handel. Thank you all.